Hello coders, no guest today. I'm going to be talking about the improvements that I've been doing to the howtocodewell.net website and the challenges that I've faced with the upgrades that I've got planned. Because I said improvements, none of these improvements are actually live yet. Let's talk about the project. So the project is to improve howtocodewell.net. This is the website for How to Code Well. At the moment, it's a bit of, in my opinion, a mess. Essentially, it's hard-coded. <laughs> it's running Symfony, and it's using JSON files to list all the particular courses and some of the blocks. There used to be a Python script that was running every, I think it was every evening, that would pull down the YouTube videos of a specific playlist and populate pages based on the content. Something happened, either YouTube changed its API or something just broke and it hasn't worked for a long time. I haven't had the chance to actually get on and fix it. That plus all the other issues that I've had with the website in general, I've basically just left it to kind of fester on its own for a little bit. I say a little bit for perhaps probably the best part of a year. What I'm doing, however, is I'm creating a new howtocodewell.net website. This is what I'm doing on Twitch when I'm live coding. And I've been working on it actually for a long time. Uh, last year, I took some time off and I actually built a couple of APIs around some of the bits and pieces that I want to be pulling content from. So let's talk, let's talk about the content first. What is it that I want on howtocodewell.net? So I want howtocodewell.net to be the portal for all of the courses that I've produced, either courses that I've produced for YouTube as in for myself, or courses that I've produced for, say, Manning or Pact Publications, because I've, I've created a couple of courses for external publication companies, shall we say. So I want howtocowell.net to be this portal that people can access those courses from. Also, I would like to create a platform myself, a platform where people can subscribe to me and watch my videos, both free videos and potentially in the future premium videos without any adverts, and also have access to code resources and coding help as well. And I mean, that's basically the, the whole point of the howtocodewell.net website. It is a way for me to provide a platform for all the videos that I've produced, as well as a blog. Now, the blog at the current standing is just a list of videos from the blog playlist. But actually, I want to create a blog, a proper blog, where I can write articles and perhaps have videos, maybe not have videos, but articles about programming, because I want to do a little bit of writing myself. This is going to be hosting or hosted in Ghost. So I had the pleasure of speaking to David Darns, the developer advocate at Ghost, on the podcast. And also he's helped me out on the live streams as well. So big shout out to David for all of the help and guidance. And there'll be a ton of questions I'm sure I'm going to ask David as well as the 
project progresses. So we're going to use Ghost as a means of writing the, the content. And we're going to use Gatsby as the front end. So the way I'm thinking at the moment is that Gatsby is going to be used like the public portal. And then we're going to be pulling in data from external sources from Ghost as well as from the course API that I'm building for the course courses specifically. We're going to pull pull in all of that data using GraphQL. So the APIs are going to be written in probably Symfony and well definitely PHP. The blog is going to be in Ghost. The other side of things we're going to have some Stripe integration. We're going to have definitely uh, Docker. At the moment, there's a bunch of Docker containers that I have uh, running locally. And this is what I'm playing with when I'm doing live Twitch streams. So that's how it kind of is. And that might sound really fantastic, but there's been a lot of difficulties. As I've mentioned, I've been working on the course API and the user APIs and other APIs as well for the past couple of years. And it's only recently that I'm starting to actually integrate them into the howtocodewell.net alpha site. This is the the kind of the pre-beta site for howtocodewell.net. If you're interested in any of the technologies, so Docker, MySQL, PHP, Symfony, Gatsby, GraphQL, loads. If you're interested in those kind of things, then do check out the Twitch streams because that's what I'm working on, as well as the Design Patterns PHP course uh, that I'm doing. Now, I want that course, the Design Patterns PHP course, to be the first new course that comes out with this new website. It's kind of going to be the the first product, shall I say, that this course site will will have. Let's talk about some of the challenges, though. There's been an awful lot of challenges that I've faced just to get it to this point. And there's been an awful lot of decisions. And I've been arguing with myself a lot about the technologies that I'm using, as well as the MVP, the minimum viable product. What can I get out of the door that I deem acceptable in the first ever release. So one could argue that as long as it does what the current website does, then that should be fine, right? That would be the minimum viable product. As long as it's seen, I suppose, from the outside world as a reskin, a recolor, you know, a, a, a different theme, because that's essentially what the the public will see because they won't have any clue at all about the back end, how it's all being put together, the way the containers work, the network behind that. They're not going to have a monkeys. They're not going to have a clue as to the infrastructure side of stuff and also how the APIs work. They're not even going to have a clue. It's written in Gatsby. So what is what are the challenges that I've faced? Well, number one is the data. I've told you before at the start of this podcast that the data currently is hard-coded. So there's they're either in JSON files and it's looping through JSON files and printing the various bits out to the page, or it's just big nested arrays. And it's it it, it is a bit of a mess. It is it is a bit of a bit of a mess. So definitely, what I want to achieve is to move everything to a database and then wrap an API around those data that database. We're going to have obviously more than one database because I want to try and do this in a kind of a microservice 
kind of architecture. So we've got a, a course database, we'll have a user database, we'll have other databases for different bits. We'll definitely have one for Ghost. We do have at the moment um, that database is currently active. So there's there's an awful lot of moving parts, shall we say. So there's obviously that difficulty off of the bat. And the more parts I add to it, the more challenges I'm going to face with those kind of things. But let's just talk about the data because this is the thing that has really, it's made me get frustrated about because there's, for every course, there is a bunch of tutorials. There could be between five and 25 tutorials plus. And for every tutorial, there is a video, right? So there's an awful lot of, of, of nested data that I need to update and keep updated in the future. There is, at the moment, 16 courses that I have produced um, for myself, not including the courses that I've done on Udemy, Skillshare, as well as Manning and Pack publications. In total, we're probably looking at probably 20-odd courses. There's quite a lot of stuff. Well, more than that, to be honest. 20, maybe 30. I, I, I need to actually get the figures. There's an awful lot of stuff that I've done over the past few years. And the whole point of this exercise, or one of the points of this exercise, is to try and cons consolidate, I think that's the right term, consolidate all of these things into one place. So, you just go to howtocowell.net and hopefully you can search for PHP and start learning PHP. Also, I want the website to notify the, the viewer of when I'm live. All of those lovely features that I want to add in. But the data is the, the real frustration. And this morning when I was doing a live stream, I was demonstrating the API, the course API for the first time and how I go about updating the database. And I, I kept having to explain <laughs> that, and I think it was because I, I, I wasn't, it wasn't the chat, it was me, okay? I was trying to convince myself as I was doing it because people were asking genuine questions as to why on earth has, have, haven't I created a CMS for this yet? That is the thing. I don't, I'm doing this on a very limited time scale because I'm a freelancer, so I'm working during the day on other projects. I don't have time to just focus eight hours solidly on this project. So this has been piecemealed in the evenings and weekends for the past how many years? <laughs> and I haven't had the chance to build a content management system for this. And I, I took the decision that the content management system, the CMS isn't a high priority because the end user, the person who is actually going to watch the video courses, they're not going to have a monkeys. They're not going to care how the data is actually hanging together, how the data is being curated in the back end. They're not going to know whether it's in Drupal or WordPress or in my case, a bunch of arrays. So it's, it's quite frustrating to update this website at the moment in the development stance because <laughs> this sounds really stupid. I can't believe I'm saying this, but in order to update the, da the database at the moment, I have to rebuild the database. <laughs> so I have a series of, of doctrine fixtures that create the, uh, the courses and create the tutorials and, the, and assign the videos and so on and so forth. 
and that happens in a big loop. And I run a, a, a bash command that drops the database, creates the database, runs the migrations, and then populates the database with the fixtures. Every change I do, I have to run that. Now, I'm still in the process of actually adding the tutorials and the courses. This is, by the way, this isn't the live site. This is a development site. And I have to do this because there isn't a content management system. As soon as there is a content management system, I need to definitely stop doing the fixtures because the fixtures are going to get out of sync with the date with the database because I'm actually updating the database via the CMS. But it's it's a compromise. It's a massive compromise. I don't have time to build a content management system. I've chosen not to do it because of the time constraints. The compromise, therefore, is that all the data has to be hard-coded somewhere in some massive array that gets looped when the site gets rebuilt. <laughs> it's a right pain, and it, it is it is proving, you know, the, 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 the cracks in the wood are sh starting to show, right? Uh, as, soon as, as soon as this goes live, I think that... I am definitely going to need a content management system and I'm going to have to review whether it goes live without one just because I I there's a lot of danger involved in dropping a database creating a database running the migrations and then rebuilding everything from scratch just because you've seen a spelling mistake <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't saying that doesn't sound right but it's a compromise it is a compromise I unfortunately I'm I'm time is not on my side there's also another flip side to this. So the website is being built in Gatsby. It is a static site. Once the site gets built, once I run Gatsby build, it pulls in all the data from the various data sources, and builds the static site. At that point, I could turn off all of the containers. I could even remove the databases because it's built. It is built. And this is a question that I have asked uh, clients before in the in the past, you know, whether or not they actually do need a content management system. And the question is, how many times do you, times do you actually go and update the content? And if they say, you know, once every three months, then to me, that's, that's a, a, a valid question as to whether or not the client needs a content management system. Like, for example, if it's just a contact form and they change the office address and how many times does an office address change say once every three four five years depending on their circumstance if they need to have that office address in a content management system then they're only going to be updating it that frequently or that infrequently so there's no need to actually build that functionality in there's a lot of pain at the moment because obviously I'm having to backfill all of the courses, all of the tutorials, all of the blogs, all of the things. And I don't have a nice fancy GUI to do all of that in, unfortunately. And I could, I could, if I really wanted to, I could spend the next three to six months perfecting a nice shiny content management system and not have a front end to show for it. So this is a challenge. This is a big challenge and I hope I've made the right decision. I hope I've made the right decision, but I really would like to get this website out of the door as soon as I can, but in a way that 
makes sense and allows me to improve it going forward. So if you, like I I said, if if you want to uh, see this project develop over time, then do check out the Twitch live coding streams. I am live uh, every Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 7 GMT, um, so here in the UK, as well as Sunday afternoons at 14.30 GMT. The Sunday streams are usually the longer streams. I'm also doing, as I mentioned, the PHP design patterns course. So this is going on sort of alongside. There's all sorts of other things going on as well in the how to code well space. Some that I've been putting on uh, the YouTube stories and Instagram stories. So if you haven't done so already, do do follow me there too. Um, also Twitter. There's been an inter- interesting conversation um, that I've had on Twitter recently, and that was when I mentioned that I'm doing these kind, using these kind of technologies on a live stream, there's been some request that these videos after they've been, after the broadcast on Twitch get put somewhere so other people can see it who aren't perhaps Twitch members or, or perhaps, you know, Twitch have this thing where every fortnight, I think it's every fortnight, the videos get deleted. So having an archive for these things that potentially could happen in the future. I don't know. I'm not too sure where I would want to put them. I don't think I want to put them on the How to Code Well YouTube channel, the the How to the main one, because there is a that it's a different piece of content because it's live content. There's a lot of a lot of times when I'm live where I'm actually trying to think through the problem. When I've got a video on YouTube which is a tutorial, I've already solved the problem. <laughs> so I've, I've basically scripted it. So it's nice and clean. So it's very different in terms of the content. And I don't, and also, of course, the Twitch live streams go on for hours. Um, I don't really think I need to put the, those on the YouTube, the How to Code Well YouTube channel. So there could potentially be a new YouTube channel just for an archive of live streams. There's also the potential of actually doing a live stream on YouTube. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't decided. It's uh, it's an interesting time at the moment. I've just been granted YouTube stories because we have reached 10,000 subscribers, which is super awesome. And this allows me to have sort of instant communication with the YouTube community, which is fantastic. It's a bit like Instagram stories. However, I can reply to the YouTube comments in the story, which is awesome. It basically creates another, I guess you would call it a story card in response to a comment, which is fantastic. You can't do that with Instagram and you can't do that with TikTok. Talking about TikTok, there is also a How to Code Well TikTok channel because why not? (laughs) Actually, that's been quite interesting because TikTok, you have between 15 seconds and 60 seconds to do a video and you can actually do, you can learn a lot in 15 seconds and in 16, in 60 seconds, you can learn quite a lot. So I've been doing videos on various different technologies such as Git, such as PHP and JavaScript. And there's a couple of Python ones coming too as well. And they are really, really fun to do. They're really fun to do. So 
All of these things are happening. And I think that 2020 is going to be an interesting year because I think that various things are going to come to light, things that I've been working on for many years. And I, I really like the way that how to code well in general is growing. In fact, I've abbreviated how to code well to HTCW, how to code well. We have a how to code well clips channel. There's potential for a how to code well live channel, as well as obviously the, the main how to code well channel as well. And this podcast is doing fantastic. It's been great. Uh, there's going to be a lot of guests coming up soon. There is also going to be at some point a 10,000 subscriber AMA, which is the Ask Me Anything. This is something that I've been promising for a, for a while. The reason why I haven't done it yet is because I just haven't had a chance. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and go through the many questions that I've had off of the back of that. Um, so it's something that I, I definitely will do at some point. I just haven't had the opportunity to produce that video. I mean, one of the reasons at the moment is because I've just got so busy in the freelance space. In fact, that I, I kind of shot myself in the foot in that sense because I actually thought that my freelance career would be based more around PHP and React. And actually, it's taken a, a different turn. So... One of the reasons why I chose Gatsby as the front end for the new How to Code Well site is because I thought that React is going to be the thing that I would be developing, as well as Gatsby's just fantastic static site generator that I've used before. It turns out, though, that the projects that I've been working on have been Vue, <laughs> Vue and PHP. So I've been learning Vue at the same time as learning React for Gatsby. So uh, yeah, I, I've, I'm kind of having to juggle that at the moment, which is fine. And they are both very, very good frameworks um, for JavaScript. And they both certainly have their place. I don't think I would ever say that one is better than the other because I think that you know, as I as I'm progressing in in this space, I can see that they are they have benefits and and advantages and disadvantages for various different things. But um, I wouldn't ever say that uh, React is garbage. Let's just say that. <laughs> anyway, thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, everyone! And uh, I will see you in the next podcast. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>